0: Episode 4 of the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast, the podcast for the coach, athlete, administrator, and sports fan who wants to dig deep beyond the X's and O's. The show keeps pace with the most successful influencers in the sports world and delivers insights on highly effective habits leading to their big aha moments to mentor you on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams you coach.
1: Yesterday, I was clever so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself.
0: I am excited about our guest today, Paul Porras. With my recent loop relocation to Phoenix, Arizona, Paul was one of the first elite athletes that I got the chance to meet. Being born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, Paul won three state championships for Segura High School as a wide receiver in safety. He went on to play safety for Rice University in Houston and is ranked all-time in tackles for Rice. Upon graduating with, from college with a sports management major, he pursued playing professional football in Japan and for the X-League. Paul is now the co-founder and owner of Soul Connection, mastering your intimate relationships and home connect investments with his girlfriend, Madeline Rose. Paul, I'm just excited to have you on the call with us. Did we miss anything? Is there any blanks we want to fill in?
1: <laughs> no, um, I just wanted to... Clarify that uh, it's Soul Connect, Mastering Relationships, and my girlfriend's name is Mandolin Moses. You okay. got Rose in there. I like the Rose, but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, everything else is good. You know, um, def- definitely thankful uh, for you to get me on here. I'm excited to um, go through with this interview.
0: So everybody, I actually got to meet uh, Paul and his girlfriend at a at a, a speakers workshop that we were at, and. He, he told a great story about his, his experience of being at Rice, and I, I immediately was drawn to the story, and we sat there and connected afterwards. And I said, Paul, I, we need to have you on our podcast. And so, you know, as we go into the, as we go into the first half with what we're going to talk about, Paul, we'd like to talk about our mentors, knowing that our mentors expand our visions. They help us see further and stretch our horizons. Can you share with us one or two of your mentors that you've had during your career?
1: Yeah, you know, I I definitely have several mentors from, you know, obviously my dad, to my brother, um, to my head coach at Rice University, but um I'll definitely touch on um my brother just because, you know, he was three years older than me growing up, you know, as the as the second sibling is it was, it was always I wanted to, you know, surpass him in everything I did. So he definitely just showed me the the work ethic on and off the field. Um his name's Tyler Porras. He played at Stanford University. He got his Eagle Scout. He was, you know, student, student athlete of the year in the Scottsdale School District. Um, So there was a lot to live up to. And for me, you know, um, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I I definitely exceeded everything that he put out there and, um, you know, out of love and respect and just, I'm just very grateful that he was in my life and he, you know, helped me pretty much just build that foundation of what a student athlete is meant to be. And um, on the business side, my mentor right now in um, real estate investing is Stuart, Stuart Getner, And he's been in the valley doing real estate investing for a couple of decades now. And, um, you know, he's just really showing me the ins and outs of the real estate market. And, you know, it's okay to be di- get dirty. You know, I'm so – so, I'm such a perfectionist in a way where, you know, I think I have to, you know, show this image and, you know, be perfect in everything I do. But, you know, it's okay to get dirty and, you know, to make mistakes here and there and to grow from us.
0: Let's let's go back to your brother for just a second and teaching you to exceed expectations. You know, I I think when we talk about – we talk about coaches – and we talk about uh, individuals and teammates and everything like that um they they're always trying to teach us to ex- exceed those expectations was there one little trick or one little thing that he that just stuck with you that he 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 ingrained in you to exceed expectations
1: i mean i the the way i was brought up and the way that you know my family just just our whole way of living is that we uh, there was never like losing in our category we always were destined to win like so from you know the, from kindergarten all the way through college like I was on winning programs and that was just the mentality I think I was just um, it was more of the mentality of my, my brother and my dad and my mom instilled in me of just being a winner you know anywhere I went whether it was like, in the classroom or on the field I was there to win like the competitive edge for me was so so much higher than people around me, and in, in turn, I affected my teammates, you know, on and off the field, in the locker rooms. I, you know, I was exuding that winner mentality
0: 24-7. Wow, that, that's powerful that, you know, the, the exceeding expectations is really having uh, what you said, not having losing being a category. It, yeah. we, all, we talk a lot about, about compartmentalizing things, and if we don't have losing as one of our compartments, it can't happen. Always being a, a a winner's category. I love where you're going with that and what you're doing. And you know, I, I want to go to Stu for just a minute in terms of what has it been a struggle for you um, early on that perfection piece? Because I'm there also sometimes that that perfection. I need to get dirty. And and what does it mean for you to get dirty?
1: Yeah, you know, um, after after retiring from playing football and you know entering into the entrepreneurship space it's it's like I feel like I'm a teenager again trying you know going through puberty right and just like just the whole new it's a whole new world for me and so obviously like there's a lot of fear that's coming up and a lot of um you know it's it's a scary it's a scary world out there in the business world and and for me it's one of those things where I know deep down that I have all the tools to be successful but at the same time you know, the fear is coming up knowing that, you know, I'm a rookie in this new league and just, you know, getting through that, persevering through those hard adversities. And so I think for me, it's one of those things where I need to flip the switch and realize, you know, the the transition from on the field to off the field is the exact same. Just, you know, approaching it in a different mentality.
0: Yeah, there There's the golden nugget right there that, uh, you know, it, that, that switch is the same whether you're on or off the field. It doesn't matter what field you're on. It doesn't matter what space you're on. The switch is the same, and you need to be able to turn that switch off and on regardless of the environment that you're in, and that that's the real lesson that you just dropped on us, Paul, and I, I love that. Hey, Boyd, I think we need to take it into halftime after that.
2: I think it's very interesting that a lot of folks, uh, when they say, hey, who is your mentor's uh, dad and uh, uh, coaches and stuff like this coming to play, I'm glad we hung out with your brother, uh, on that uh, that's going to be uh, different for our, our listeners as well because uh, even our siblings uh, mm-hmm. no matter what uh, what relationship we have with them can serve as good mentors for us and uh, uh, keep a, a winning attitude uh, at the forefront of our minds with uh, with that our halftime is just uh, you know when in the, in the halftime uh, a locker room it's 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 readjusting and it's, and it's thinking about what we need to do to uh, go back out on the field and be better this, uh, this second half. But uh, for our halftime here, it's, uh, it's more the second half of life or, or the, the second chance that we get. And so if you could recommend a book to us, what book do you recommend and Why? Uh, Definitely a book that has just built the foundation of my personal growth
1: and development has definitely been Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy. Great book just to really build that foundation of self-awareness of, you know, why you're on, you know, what your purpose is in life, what's driving you, um, you know, really about forgiveness and, um, you know, all the different laws out there from attraction to um, subtraction to you name it. and. I definitely think I recommend that to anyone that is, you know, furthering their growth um, personally and, um, you know, financially, spiritually, you name it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm familiar with that with that book, and uh, that's going to be a good resource for uh, people to put on their shelves if they don't have it already. Uh, again, uh, that is Maximum Achievement from Brian Tracy. Get your hands on that uh, either in print or get the uh, audible version so you can listen to that and get those thoughts uh, uh, put into your your tank, do you have a favorite quote, and who's that quote from?
1: Yeah, my favorite quote is um yesterday, I was clever, so I wanted to change the world today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself, and that's by Rumi, who's a thirteenth century um, poet really famous poet um but for me, it really resonates because you know for the longest time, I thought you know I could change. People all around me, and you know, make a big impact and a, a, a big footprint on this on this world. And for a long time, you know, in high school, college, I was always center of attention, always trying to affect other people positively, and to the point where it was just draining me because I was just giving, giving, giving so much, and I wasn't, you know, focusing any self love or you know dedication to myself and. That was one of the biggest things. Is just like that, that awareness, that self awareness, to um, you know have that self love, and so that's why that quote, um, it means a lot to
2: me. No, that's uh, that's very powerful, and and uh, if you're a, if you're a giver, if you're a servant hearted person, it's uh, very easy to forget about yourself. And yeah. but we know also that our success is found in our daily habits so we'd like to know from you what is a personal habit or a ritual that you follow every day that contributes to your success.
1: Yeah, for me, um, you know, with me, I definitely have that shiny ball syndrome, so I'm always doing one thing to the next, like always just jumping from one task to another. And what really just grounds me every morning is waking up, getting my workout clothes on, and then popping in a meditation before I do my workout and so i use the app headspace which is a great app i mean just 10 minutes a day you get you get a great meditation in um and it just really just gets you focused for the day and i mean they have every type of meditation you can think of on this app it's it's amazing it's like you know 10 dollars a month i definitely advise everyone to to look into that and um that just you know gets me ready for the day and so i i do have I have morning and nightly rituals, so in the morning I, you know, I I get my meditation in, I I write in my journal, I work out, and then um, I say my affirmations into the mirror. And then um, at nighttime I reflect on my day, you know, journal again, and I actually prepare myself for the next day and um, write down, you know, what my goals are for the next day.
2: That uh, answer to that question is pretty loaded. But you know you know what I like about it? it is that you know sometimes when people say oh wow look at look at so and so who's uh, accomplishing so much stuff i mean they they must they must have access to things i don't have access to and what you just gave us right here with the headspace is is something that everybody has access to
1: yeah they just they just you know, have to do it
2: right yeah there's and that's the thing
1: there's there's so many there's so much information and um you know books and and videos out there for people. There's no excuse to, you know, further your growth personally. And I mean, it's and that's just the facts, you know. And if someone really does give you an excuse, you know, you know what the real deal
2: is. Exactly. Most definitely. That's very that's very good stuff. That's that that's a loaded that's a loaded halftime, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great one. I'm excited. I'm excited for the second half. Ready to play? That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, let's turn it back over to Christian and dive into our second half. Thanks, Lloyd.
0: Well, I tell you what. After after that halftime, I think we are prepared to really talk about learning from adversity and failure. So I normally I make a quote from Thomas Edison that talks about. He found he found a thousand ways that didn't work. Um, but I shared with the guys earlier today, I heard a quote where a gentleman sat there and said, I am sitting on a mountain of success that is all of my failures. So, Paul, let's talk a little bit about failures and adversity. Can you share with the audience one of your biggest failures and how you overcame that?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I definitely have, you know, gone through the ringer throughout my professional and college career in football. And um, I think my number one failure is definitely, for me, I was, you know, accolades, you can put it all up there. I, I had 297 tackles in college. I was eighth all-time at Rice. I had 40 career starts in a row, three-time starter, you name it. I was on and off the field, um, academic honors as well, and I was actually slotted to get drafted um, after my senior year, um, late rounds in the NFL. And for me, um, you know, all the preparation, um, you know, doing my pro day, it it comes to my pro day, and for me, um, I was just mentally sabotaging myself all the way up to running the 40, doing, you know, all the position work, lifting, you name it. Um, I just was overthinking everything to the point where I had a terrible pro day. I didn't show, you know, what I was capable of doing and I ended up not getting drafted. I didn't even get a free agent shot. I got a call from the Broncos. They were going to fly me out last second. They pulled that offer and I was just left stunned, you know, holding the bag, like they say. And for me, it was just. It was, yeah, it was definitely the lowest point in my life where, you know, my whole life, that was my dream, is to play in the league. You know, my dad played 17 years professionally, like, this is what I was meant to do. And, you know, God just really ripped it right out from underneath me. And, um, you know, I got to a very low point in my life. And it was, yeah, it was really hard to come out of. But, you know, luckily I had that, that drive and perseverance to really focus my attention to something else that was serving me at the time. And that was just, you know, influencing others on social media by shooting fitness videos and doing what I love to do, dancing. And and so that was just the transition I made to the point where I actually came back to playing professional football overseas because I was able to get out of that headspace and focus on things I love to do where I could actually appreciate playing football again.
0: You know, fear and failure are, are things that do, they stick in our head, and um, I know you, some of the things you're working on now. How is it that you you, know, you and your, your girlfriend, Madeline, you guys, you guys are dealing with people sometimes that are, 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 are sticking in these, in these head games on themselves. Can you maybe mm. give us a, a, a trick or two that you guys use or that you use that got you, yeah. you refocused re- on what, what, was, what was right for you?
1: yeah you know it's that's a that's a huge thing in our relationship business soul connect we um we we do a lot of counseling with um you know with singles and couples in and, and mirroring so with your mirror so like when you're talking to someone and um you know you're 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 giving them all this information you have to understand that the person that you're talking to is your mirror, so they're just reflecting exactly. What you're feeling on the inside, you're reflecting on the outside you know and bring it right back to you and the biggest thing i can I can say about our our coaching is that we really preach self self awareness you know understanding why your thoughts are thoughts and how your thoughts you know become real and um you know self awareness you know obviously manifestation um you know just just in company, it, it all, you know, embodies, um, you know, the self-love and and there's a lot of deep-rooted stuff that we deal with on a daily basis with our clients. And it's, you know, there's a lot of forgiveness that we, that bring, it always comes to the surface from families, to, you know, to you name it, past relationships. And, yeah, there's a lot of clearing that needs to be done, but it definitely comes down to, yeah, self-awareness. Oh,
0: I... I... You you said something that was just absolutely powerful that I want coaches to hear, and, and I'm I'm talking about our coaches that are working with our athletes, that when you're talking to other people, you're talking to a mirror, and, mm-hmm. and what they reflect back to you is what's being said, and. there's so much power in what you just said there. And I'm thinking back to my days as coaching and when I wasn't connecting with an athlete or or when the relationship with the athlete wasn't going right. And now it's like, man, maybe it wasn't all about them. It was more about me. And when you're not making that connection with your athlete, when you're not making that connection with your administrator, maybe taking a look at that mirror and what is being reflected back to you is, is a very very powerful thing, and I I agree with you, Paul. That as coaches and as we're dealing with athletes and we're dealing with people, that past relationships um, mm-hmm. really play a role. And mm-hmm. how are you aware? Of, are, you, are you making a comment, or do you, are you do you talk to an athlete a certain way that just spears a reaction in that athlete from a past relationship that affects yeah. their performance?
1: No, and I get chills just thinking about it because it's 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 not only relationships, like uh, intimate relationships that we're dealing with because at, at a soul level, you know, relationships are all over, right? Your relationships with, you know, your family members, you, you know, your loved ones, your dog, you name it, your, you know, your coaches or your, your players. And so at a core level, we're teaching all the same principles that you can take on to every different realm. And it's a beautiful thing because, you know as an as athlete that's played at every level, like I've experienced every, I've experienced every single type of coach and every single type of teammate, you know, and it's just amazing to see those relationships and how they affected me throughout my career, right? All the things that triggered me or that, you know, that put a hamper on, you know, my, my growth as a player. And, um, you know, so I'm definitely here to... Um, obviously spread the message and to help coaches not only but with players as well, building better relationships.
0: <clears throat> That's a great transition for us to go right into the locker room. And our, our locker room is where we talk about the legacy questions. So, Boyd, why don't, we, why don't you take it away with Paul on our legacy questions?
2: Okay, let's uh, let's walk real slowly into the locker room because I, I want I want to point out something about that second half that I that I wrote down from what Paul uh, had said, and I wanted to make sure that that I'm on the right track here because not only are, are we uh, hosting this call, Christian, is that we're learning uh, from from those that we have on these calls as well, and when you, Paul, were talking about self awareness, uh, you, you made mention of. Uh, of, of perfectionism and, and, and things of that nature. And what I just got from that and wrote down was that mistakes, if they are learned from, can make us masters in life. Yes. And it uh, doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. It just means that we're going to be better than our yesterday's best. Yeah. And helping people to work through that uh, part of their life that they can get to, to this place that I'm not defined by my mistakes, but I can mm-hmm. learn from them. Uh, well what what a what a great uh, what a great service you guys are providing to uh, to folks in your area and abroad so there's that there's that piece okay now now we're now we're probably we've walked into the locker room so I've got a couple of questions here for you uh regarding legacy so the very first one is can you share with us a big aha moment
1: in your journey yeah most definitely um you know, like, I, I mean, I could go on for hours on aha moments, but um, I think a big one for me um, was when I was in college, you know, we I played at Rice University. We're the second smallest D1 school in the nation, so we didn't have a huge crowd at our games. We'd have, you know, like 20,000 max, and then we'd play against the University of Texas or Baylor or Texas A&M, you know, and these schools have close to 100,000 people at the games and so we play in these big stadiums you know we we soak it all in it's amazing you hear the crowd we make a huge hit and then you come back to our home game and like literally you can hear my parents yelling at me in the stands (laughs) like (laughs) night and day it's ridiculous you feel like you're in a pop winner game and it gets to a point where like you you try so hard to play for the crowd and you play you know for you know tv you name it but at the end of the day we realized, you know, my freshman year, we realized real early that we had to play for each other and play for ourselves. And that was a huge turning point for not only me, but our team. Because when I first got to Rice, we were 2 and 10. We we just completely gutted like our whole team. They all went, they all got drafted or, you know, they graduated. And so there was a huge rebuilding process for two years. And then, we go from two and 10 my freshman year to 10 and four winning our first conference championship in 56 years, my senior year. And mm-hmm. that transition, you know, obviously started in the locker room. It didn't start on the field. It started on our mindset in the locker room, our camaraderie, just, you know, being, like every day I would have a smile on my face and like my teammates would say, you know, why are you so happy, Paul? Like we're, you know, we're two and tens. Like, cause I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is a great opportunity for me. And it's one of those things where you have to, you know, you have to faith until you make it, right? And um, so you you already build in your mind that you're a winner. And that was the thing, like, that's why I'm so glad I went to a a team like Rice because I already had that winning mentality, and I brought it straight to the team that needed it the most. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was like it's really stop searching from outside of you and searching from within. So that was the biggest aha moment I can say
2: uh for our last question what do our listeners need to know that you know in order to grow what do they need to keep doing you know a big thing
1: is what they need to stop doing is reacting instead responding and i think that's a huge thing in our society where it's you know everything's like um such instant gratification like there has to be instant feedback or you know, instant criticism, and the thing is, that's not coming from a heart space, it's coming from a head space, and the thing is, when you're responding, instead of reacting, you're actually thinking, and really evaluating the situation, and coming from a better, you know, a better mindset, and so, I think that's the biggest thing I can, I can give to you guys, and to everyone that's watching, listening in, is stop reacting, and start responding,
2: I think that uh, the beauty of these podcasts are, if, if folks would just listen to them, uh, they'll save themselves a whole lot of time going to a bookstore or something and trying to <laughs> and get a book that will be helpful. There's a there's a lot of stuff here that's just going to be yeah. uh, very helpful to them if they just play it back and and take in with, uh, to themselves what they're hearing. And so I'm going to I'm going to turn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, man. I'm going to give it back to Christian, and uh, if, if Christian, if you can, if we can just make sure that uh, Paul tells us one more time yeah, his his, uh, his favorite quote and from whom uh, that that'd be a great uh, a great thing to, to to wrap things up with, also.
0: Yeah, we we'll we'll cover that in the post game, Paul. So let let's go ahead and start that post game, and this is where where you get to share with the audience, where they can connect with you. Uh, you you gave some great powerful messages here, and I think you've actually opened the eyes and the ears and the hearts to some people that might want to reach out to you in, in some of the programs that you're running. So we want, to, we want to provide that opportunity for you. But let's go ahead and repeat that quote for us that you gave us yeah. um, that I know was just, uh, it just spoke to us at a whole new level.
1: Yeah, so the quote's by Rumi, R-U-M-I, and the quote goes, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise so I'm changing myself. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself.
0: That is, that is great. So let's, yeah. let's talk a little bit about, I, I know again you and Madeline are working on a couple of things and one of them is uh-huh. Soul Connect. Where can we learn more about Soul Connect?
1: Yeah, so we actually just launched our website actually a couple days ago, so I'm really excited for this to launch. It's called soulconnectcoaching.com. And there you can you can read all about our, our singles coaching, our couples coaching, um, our group coaching. We're actually launching a a group coaching program in the, in the next upcoming weeks, and we have a lot of stuff coming out with webinars. And um, so you guys can check that out. Um, there's a free uh, PDF file you can download on that page. Um, uh, which is great it's how to date in the marriage zone so if you guys are you know ready for a committed relationship ready you're sick of that dead-end dating and you're sick of swiping right or left on on tender you know this is a great site for you and then um you know for me personally you can reach out to me on facebook just at paul porras p-o-r-r-a-s um on facebook and then on instagram paulie paul 24 so that's p-a-u-l-y p-a-u-l 24 um, on Instagram I do a lot of fun interactive videos um, I'm always shooting dance videos and fitness videos and um, you know always sh- I love photography and videography so it's a passion of mine but um, those are the two main places you can reach out to me I would love to connect with you guys if you're in the valley or you know anywhere else we we work from our home we work um, internationally so if you guys have any questions for us about relationships or
0: Ed, you got an email address they can reach out to you with?
1: Yeah, so my, you can reach me at um, info at soulconnectcoaching.com. That's my business email.
0: Okay.
1: And reach out to me on there.
0: Paul, this has just been uh, – this is, this is more than I expected because, I've, as I said before, <laughs> you and I have had an opportunity to be in, in the room speaking together. Um, and I, I think there was a connection with both of us uh, as we were speaking uh, together and you just, you, you brought it today you, you, you brought the full game I, I, you even uh, took Boyd into a little bit of overtime with us which is great I, I love when that challenge happens and um, I, I look forward to us uh, having you on again at some point and talking more yeah. about where you guys are at with Soul Connect and, and how that's growing and how we can continue to mentor coaches, administrators, parents, and athletes
1: mm-hmm. to
0: achieve that peak performance in their lives wherever they are. And thank That's you for joining great. us
1: today. And thank you so much, Christian and Boyd. I had a great time, and I can't wait to get back on the show. was no, very good to meet
2: you, and uh, I'll, I'll be out in that area soon. All right. Look forward to meeting you too, boy.
0: This has been Peak Performance Mentor Podcast the podcast for the coach, the athlete, the administrator, and the sports fan who wants to dig deep beyond the X's and O's. This is a show that keeps pace with the most successful influencers in the sports world and delivers insights on highly effective habits leading to their aha moments to mentor you on your quest to achieve peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach.